This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. Uh, this is Max Rushton. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Dion Dublin joined us to look ahead to uh, England against San Marino. But he kind of talked about his own England experiences. Yeah. Not quite enough Cambridge United, but a little no, bit of A it. little bit, yeah. of course. That's what the listeners wanted. Uh, we also spoke to Warren Feeney, now managing over in Bulgaria, former Northern Ireland striker. He was on good form, took us through some of the players he played against over the years. Um, we also... I had a new quiz. I gave you a yeah, new quiz. brilliant new quiz. Yeah, well, really say brilliant. Quiz. You know, I, well, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. Pleased. Uh, we had a bit of a chat. You got involved. And uh, we had a birthday spread, which was another thriller. Absolutely. We can't give away the results. What it lacked in quality, it made up for in excitement, Absolutely, I think it's fair yeah. to say. So, here it all is. <laughs> social media it, it began early down mm. only 9.25 in the morning I'm already hyped for the birthday spread and the rushed and choke with three to go <laughs> a friend of mine Jim uh, sent me a screenshot of an email he mm. sent saying good afternoon I refer to my appointment later today would Dave be available nearer 3pm many thanks <laughs> Barbara Joe says I've booked a fake meeting from three till four to ensure that there are no interruptions to the birthday spread come on Max get the one game winning streak uh, there we are so. I don't know if they're enjoying the sport of it and wanting to join in or whether they just like to listen to you being um, humiliated. humiliated. I, I don't think it's possible. Know. Ben Maybe says, Ben, stop the rot, Max, says Ben. You can mm. do it. I'm prepping a Bloody Mary for this epic. And uh, yes, yeah, so Woody says, don't try these diversion tactics. That's regards to other text topics. Oh. You know we're all here for another birthday spread yeah. mauling. Um, in mauling. Don't let Paul Hawksby get in your head, says Elton. <laughs> in case you're new to this, uh, we play a game with Andy Jacobs and um, Jeff Peters, our scorer, joins us. We play a game where we try and guess 12 birthdays. Mm -hmm. I, oh, sorry, 10 birthdays. Yeah. And uh, you can join in at home, but I've won 12 in a row. You won 11 in a row. Oh, <clears throat> oh yeah, sorry, 11 in a row. I, I do apologise. Yeah, carried in a row. Well, I, I'm, just, I'm just preparing myself for quarter to four. <laughs> so <laughs> I've won 11 in a row, which is, uh, is. yeah. The thing is, like, ostensibly, you wouldn't imagine it would be a very tiring pursuit. Mm. But by the end no, of the birthday spread, I'm completely spent. Like I, can't, I can't do the last ten minutes of the show. Oh, I'm just yeah. in cave. It's like someone's just given me yeah. that cupcake I had yesterday. We lead you from the stage like James <laughs> Brown, don't we? Now, I'm going to tell you a story that feeds into something we're going to talk about later on. I've not told you this yet. My, oh, very um, Our friends in uh, in Melbourne, um, in Australia, when they were when their kids were very young, mm -hmm. they had a, uh, a young Malaysian lady who, who did childminding for right. them. Right, okay. Um, 
and it was the very early days of the McDonald's drive-through, and she took them for hers and indeed their first ever McDonald's drive-through meal. Good. Well, she um, she gave her order into the uh, little speaker system there, and waited for her order, and nothing happened. So in the end, I don't know quite what the system was. She went up to ask somebody what was going on, and said, "This is what we ordered," and they said we don't have any record of the order. Oh. And she said, well, I definitely gave the order into the speaker over there. I said, well, what speaker? And she pointed. Basically, she had been um, speaking into an open-mouthed Ronald McDonald bin <laughs> and giving her order there and then sat there waiting for the food to turn up. So... Stuff you've mistaken for a bit. That's not the reason we brought that up. This is a story, quite a troubling story, really. Certainly if you're Anthony Tanaka. Mm -hmm. he, he is, well, not just for the name. He's a British man. He's been arrested in Japan for uh, putting his bento lunch packaging and used chopsticks in a post box. Now, there's probably an old Japanese bylaw that says you can face five, they say, five years in jail. Five is strong, isn't it? If convicted of damaging mail. He says he mistook the receptacle in Kamakura in Japan for a bin. He just thought it was a bin. He didn't know it was a post box. So I have a, a real question, a, sort of a technicality on this. Do mm. we want the listeners to tell us things that they have mistaken for a bin or <laughs> things they've mistaken a bin for? Well, because when... your story is they've mistaken a bin <clears throat> for a speaker yeah. and he has mistaken a post box for a bin. It's I an important I think detail. It's, it's a broad church. I think it has to be because <laughs> I think it's going to have limited appeal <laughs> and it's not going to have the, the longest of legs. I would have said, I mean, if I hadn't come up with it, I would have said save it for the weekend. <laughs> so uh, anyway, it's, it's up to you. More to the point, Dale yes. Dublin's going to join us later yes, on. Yes. We're going to have a good look towards um, the England game uh, tonight. And interesting piece you saw in one of the papers today which, which asked a number of England players about their first ever England get-together, their debut Camp. Yeah, it's a good it's a good piece in the Times today. Mm. The art of surviving the first England call-up. Martin Hardy, uh, you know, talking about the you know how Ollie Watkins and Sam Johnston will feel because I think it's I think mm. when you think of professional footballers mm. or elite sports people of any type, you don't imagine nerves come into it at all. Yeah, it's just it's just not a career where you think about nerves. And actually, they do. He talks to talks to Darren Bent, our very own. Talks to Rob Rob Lee as well, um, and just about just that moment, you know, when you come in and you see. <clears throat> David Beckham, and you think, you know, because obviously if if I went training, yeah. I've, I've gone training, you know, you know, back in the television years, I'd go training with clubs occasionally. I'd train at Bolton and, and Watford and stuff. And you are a bit like, okay, these are yeah. proper footballers mm. and I'm going into their workplace. But, you know, they're there on merit. But it is a really interesting piece about how they feel and the nervousness. I think Darren Bent got to the meeting two hours early because he was just really? like, I can't be late for this, <laughs> you know. So, and also it's really interesting, I think, as well, about how... And, and partly it's because it's the only game in town, so like all of us will be watching, most mm. of us will be watching England San Marino tonight, that that so much is based on like 45 minutes of your yeah. debut, onto whether you whether you can cut it as an international or not, sort of almost regardless of the opponent, regardless of lots of other different things, who else is on the pitch yeah. with you. So some, And obviously you don't have that many opportunities to shine for England, you know, at this stage, if you want to state your claim yeah. for the Euros. But yeah, interesting. So we'd be interested to know your tales of joining a new club Saturday afternoon, Sunday morning. Often you'll, it might be a mate who ropes you in, that's mm. often one way it happens, or you get headhunted because you've starred at another the club but whenever you're in that environment everybody else who's there who doesn't know you is sizing you up aren't they and that that includes in the bar afterwards so those little moments and tales maybe you're thinking oh God, i can't tell them that but yes do go ahead uh the the, the more humorable the better as Stuart pierce would say well so the, the dream paul mm. is 
somebody on their first day at a new club who mistook something for a bin. Oh, that's well, that, suddenly, yeah. then, then we can well, stop that, broad, broadcasting, the, can stop forever. That's the gold standard, <laughs> but I think we're asking a lot to expect that. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. We brought you news earlier on of a British man who's been arrested in Japan for putting his bento lunch packaging and used chopsticks in a post box. Anthony Tanaka says uh, well, he could face five years in jail mm. if convicted for damaging mail. He said he thought it was a bin. But uh, Bob, he lives in... Uh, a bin? Uh, he lives in a bin. <laughs> Does he? Stig, like, his name's Stig. Like, he lives, like, like Gretlo. He lives in Kamakura where this happened. He said, no litter bins, as Japanese take their rubbish home. If you buy a bento, you're expected to eat it, or as close to the location where you bought it, and no litter can be disposed of. Eat and walk, an absolute no-no. You could get five years for that alone. Wow. So not a lot of sympathy from Bob. On, Thank you, Bob. Uh, on things you've mistaken for a bin, which was uh, <laughs> a new low for this show. It is. Uh, I haven't been here long enough, but I don't get something. to that level. Yeah. Lee says, as a young kid, I went to Butlins. Thought I'd entered a slide to ride on. I got in it and it got locked behind me. Luckily, my little brother saw this. My dad had to get the bloke to unlock the bin to let me out. What a terrible playground that was. <laughs> he got in the bin thinking he got it was in a, a bin. slide. Why not? Eh? Well, that's one more than I thought we'd get on this. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank Talk, you so much. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. Now, um, uh, I can't quite remember why I suddenly... I'll tell you why. I watched the film Mank uh, at, the week, at the weekend, the film on Netflix, Gary Oldman, mm-hmm. fine performance, right. built around the... Right, of Citizen Kane. If you like old movies, you'll love it. If you don't, you probably won't. But it's very good. And I I was reminded that Gary Oldman used to do a little ident for the show. He had him as a guest. Yes. He came in, talked a bit of football, talked about a new film he was doing. And then he did one of these little ident's for the show. And we put a bunch of them together. Somebody thought it was a great idea about 10, 12 years ago. And then somebody else came in, thought it was quite a bad idea. Okay. And they stopped. Um, um, but they are still somewhere on, out there on the ether. So oh, I thought we might... Bring them back. We might bring them just for one day only. Okay, fine. We'll go in and out of some breaks today, bringing those little idents uh, from the past. Okay. So you'll get the idea. This, I mean, I've, I've not heard any of these for okay. years. The producer has got these lined up. These would be as much of a surprise to me as they are to you. So, John, give us the first one you've dug out. Hi, this is Seal, and you're listening to the Hawksby and Jacob show on Talk Sport. Ah. Yes, Seal. That's a testimonial Seal. from Seal. We had to shut Seal down. He came in to promote an album, but he was mad about tennis. Yes. And in the end, we always had to say, Seal, mate, we've got to go to a break. You're going to have to stop talking about... Enough on Arantxa Sanchez You're going to have to stop talking about tennis. But anyway, so that's one. You'll get the idea. We'll, oh, marvellous. Uh, I enjoyed that. It's, it's the great and good, and maybe some of those that we don't quite remember anymore. We'll find out over the next couple of hours. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Hi, this is Sam Torrance, and you're listening to Hawksby and Jacobs on TalkSport. Just some of the uh, ideas from 10 years ago. Thank you, Sam. We've been keeping those uh, for you throughout the uh, show. Dion Dublin joins us. Good afternoon, Dion. Good afternoon, chaps. How are we? Hello, mate. Yeah, we're not too bad, thank you. Can we ask you about your first... Uh, the first time you tipped up at England, Dion, because there's a really good piece in the Times today. I've talked to Darren Bent and Robert Lee and, and others about sort of how nervous they were turning up, and you don't associate nerves with professional footballers that much. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, when you get called up for you, I, I didn't. I didn't believe I'd been called up to be honest with you until when I got a phone call. I didn't believe I'd been called, up, and then I had to wait for the letter. And then I think it was Michelle Farrow that was in charge of all the players back then, and she she rang as well. So that was sort of the um, that was sort of the icing on the cake, really. When you walk through the hotel doors and you've got your England tracksuit on, it's it's it's. I know it's hard to explain, Paul. It really is because it's one of those moments that you 
it's the very first time that you're going to be representing your country, and it and it and it means so much to 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 uh, to footballers. And it was early uh, February '98. It was your first cap, yep. so That's it was right. a World Cup year, Dion. So you must be thinking, look, if I put in uh, some <laughs> performances here, I could be off. I could be off to the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, I did okay. I did okay. I had a good, I had a good seven, eight days. I think we went to La Manga as well. I'm pretty sure we went to La Manga as well mm. uh, for training. Um, and I did okay. I scored a few goals in training. Did what I needed to do. Got Megs on Gaza, which I thought might get me in the squad. But obviously, <laughs> it didn't. Um, and with all those things you think about, you think, well, that should help, and that should help. And I've just got up, and I've just gone above Sol Campbell. That should help. Um, I was playing for Coventry City at the time. So it was it was one of the smaller clubs mm. in the Premier League, and there was only myself that was in the squad from Coventry um, at that time. So yes, it was it was tough, and this is the toughest thing now. The toughest thing is there was people like Ferdinand, Les Ferdinand, Ian Wright, Shearer, Sheringham, Scholes, Fowler, Owen, Sutton, yeah, and they were all you know, and then and then there was me at Coventry. <laughs> you were better than all right, of them, Dion. <laughs> do you think that? Do you think? Because I, I can't remember who was talking about kind of snobbery. You know, this idea that Grealish might have less of a chance because he's at Villa and he's not yeah. doing what he's doing for City Charlie or United. Charlie Austin was talking about it. Yes, with I think Andy, Charlie Austin was talking wasn't. about that. Yeah. He'd, you know, he'd been at a, a bigger club. You know, things could have been different. Yeah, and I wonder if you felt that, or if you think that's a that is an issue because it'd be easier to be Jack Grealish at Man City now than it is to be at Villa. Yeah, I think if Jack Grealish was at Man City, he wouldn't be the player that we're, we're watching right now. So for him to stand out at Villa makes him a better player for me mm. than being at City. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And, and, and pulling them through. Um, I, I want to say no. I want to say no. I don't think there's any prejudice at all. I think if you're good enough, you, you're standing out and you're doing your job, you'll get your chance, especially with Gareth Southgate at the helm. He'll definitely give you a chance if you're, if you're, if you're standing out. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those where you, you, you've just got to do what's, uh, play what's in front of you. Do we on the training pitch? But Andy, as you mentioned, in 1998, I made my debut at the Old Wembley mm. against Chile. Yeah. Now, I, 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 I can make you and Max feel like little boys here because the Old Wembley had the big tunnel and I'm walking out. I, I, I'm, I'm taking a guess. I, I think I had Righty and Incy either side of me. And you walk out and as you walk out, the tunnel opens up and all you hear is like 90,000 people. Mm. White shirts everywhere. And then as you get into the open air and as you get to the, 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 the side of the pitch, wow, the noise. And knowing full well, right then, at that specific time, I was the best number nine yes. in the whole of the country. Mm, that's so Just good. Just at that time. Was, it, was that the game where Salah scored that amazing goal for Chile? He scored, I think he scored yeah. a couple that yeah. game. Mm. You know, I, think he, I think he scored I think one on his thigh and then he... I if I was playing centre half, you'd never have scored it. But <laughs> I was going to say best number nine in the country, but not on the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and can you remember the first touch, Dion? Can you remember that? That you know, because that little bit of nerves. You want to get a good first. Was it? Was it a towering header? Was it a knock on? Was it what was it? You know, I, I, I think it was a ball into my feet that I had to that I had to take down and control and fight off mm. the defender. And you know what, Paul? The concentration level yeah. was so high, <laughs> so high, and everything goes up a notch. You go into the international stage everything goes up a notch the ball's passed into your harder expectations are of you holding that ball and and holding off the defender are higher the midfield player wants to know that he can trust you in order to go past his midfield player to go and get that ball back off you again so yeah levels were up there and concentration levels were up i didn't let anybody down though 
Good stuff. That's the, that, that is the key, isn't it, really? And uh, do, you, do you believe, Dion, Wes Houlihan pulling the strings? <clears throat> Use in second, you know, like the good results in midweek when we weren't playing? I mean, I presume you're watching Cambridge on the iFollow as much as I am at the moment. Yeah, listen, listen. I I went to I spoke to Paul Paul Mullin the other day. Um, I've spoke to Paul a couple of times on DM. I went to e- interview him as well. Um, he's just he's flying phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal scoring goals. He's just a, all he does is put the ball in the back of the net. And I just think if you've got someone like that, especially at Cambridge, they had a really good one back in the uh, late eighties. Um, I think <laughs> you, they, they, they'll go places. They really will. I think Cambridge. Are, doing everything the right way. Mark's doing great as well, so the boss. So, yeah, fair play to Cambridge United. And if you ever go to Cambridge, Paul, they've got a lovely bar in there as well. Have a look at that one. Oh, Max, are you going to take me to a game? The, the Dion Dublin matches? bar. The we'll Dion get, Dublin lounge, we'll, is it? We'll take it. He won't get Andy, because Andy thinks non-league football is anything in the bottom half of the Premier League. Not, yeah, oh, yeah, you're right, OK, yeah. yeah. Of so, course I'll take, yeah. Andy, that's terrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anything yeah. in the half, bottom half, of the, non-league football is the top bottom teams in the Premier League to Andy James. <laughs> that's what he so, thinks. Yes, we'll go. Dion will give us a... He likes the odd point. Yeah, be good. Right, Dion, it's a date. Three of us off to the match. We'll do, we'll do it. Yes, absolutely. We'll go and watch a Cambridge game. We'll go into the, go into the lounge. We'll put everything on Maxi's tap. Yeah, that's perfect. perfect. Definitely. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Hi, I'm Quentin Tarantino, and you're listening to Huxby and Jacobs on Talk Sport. <laughs> Ridiculous, <laughs> isn't it? Quentin Tarantino. Big fan, isn't he? I, I, Loves I, the birthday I think spread. He's, he's, um, he's more rugby league. He's more a whole KR oh, no, man. Fair enough. But uh, I, I can't remember why. He obviously came on to promote a movie. We had a chat with him. I can't remember. You think, think you don't? You don't think he just enjoyed the show and asked to come on? Yeah. And said, <laughs> Do you know? Funny enough, <laughs> not. You know, um, what film was it? What? I mean, oh, this is a very big show, isn't it? But does does what? What does Quentin Tarantino need us? Do you think? Uh, do you know what? I'm, I'm it, beginning to wonder whether he actually came on with us or whether. Um, 
somebody went along to a, we send the a moose junket. down. We no, send somebody the moose went along down. to a junket, right. and then they said to him at the end. I mean, knowing he's got a bit of previous for being quite spiky in that mm. environment, um, he, uh, he he agreed to do it. So uh, there we are. Uh, John Cross has just tweeted: the Premier League confirms the 2021-22 season will start on the 14th of August 2021 and finish on the 22nd of May 2022. Premier League traditionally starts a week later than the EFL. So it's good to see some degree of normality return to the football calendar. There mm. we are. Uh, so sort your diaries now. Well, as he says, hopefully, then we'll all be back in, won't they? They're talking about test event for the Carabao Cup final, aren't they? Yes, Are you yeah. trying to get in that test event? No, I think what Tottenham have decided to do uh, is to have it for um, um, local residents. We'll get uh, a first call and uh, people who worked in the emergency services okay, and NHS. Good. Oh, good. So I think most Spurs fans would think that was fair. To be honest, of all we, I'd give it a swerve. Come on, We'll see what happens. Mm. We did ask you, didn't we? Yeah, uh, we asked on. the question, what have you mistaken for a bin? Yes, what have you mistaken for being a surprise? We've yeah. got a couple. I thought Jim was going to lead on that story, but he, yeah. he left it for us, which is good of him. <laughs> Simon said no, save it for the weekend. <laughs> um, this comes from uh, Phil in Harlow in Essex. He says, I was watching my son uh, play football uh, to take the FC when I had to blow my nose due to having a heavy cold. That in itself is not it. Um, I was uh, walking in front of the small stand at the time and there was a carrier bag hanging from one of the posts by the path. I've seen worse makeshift bins at a non-league ground and uh, I thought nothing of putting my used tissue in the bag. Unfortunately, it turned out that the bag contained the packed lunch of one of the spectators (laughs) in the stand. Um, Profuse apologies followed and I beat a hasty retreat, says Phil. Uh, This is from Paul, says, uh, when I have my cup of coffee uh, in what I thought was a bin outside the Vatican, uh, it Mm. actually turned out to be the bag belonging to a homeless man, resulting in a tirade of angry dialect, of which the only bit we understood clearly was what he called me a bad Christian, says Paul. And on, uh, this is, I think this is... uh, this is, I'm not going to read that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not impolite. He just, he mistook, a, he he mistook a bin in a toilet for a continental toilet paper holder. Oh. Uh, so he, he went in the wrong, he went in the wrong bin. Oh, He, okay. he thought the toilet paper was clean and it wasn't and he didn't realise. Oh, realize God, that's it. a dark, that's a dark tale. <laughs> it was. At lunchtime. Um, and we also asked you about, Dion was telling us about his first England experiences. Yes. Even on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday morning when you join a club, there is that little bit of nerves when you play your first game for a team. So those first impressions you made when you turned out for uh, a new club. Um, this one comes from... Let's have a look at this. I should uh, open this so I can read it all. Oh, yeah. Um, have we got their name on this one? Max? I think it's Steve the Southampton fan. Steve the I Southampton believe. fan. Yeah, back in the 80s, I was a goalkeeper playing a decent but unpaid level of football. Due to an injury, my local Southern League, now National League South Club, needed a keeper and approached my club for my services. Terms, some trading kit were agreed and I made my debut the following Saturday. Arrived at the ground with some apprehension, went into the home changing room. Most of the team were ex-pros from Portsmouth and order shot. After cursory intros and handshakes, I changed for the warm-up in my kit bag, he says. It was a pair of laboratory, inspe- uh, laboratory inspection specs, the glass being a good uh, half an inch thick. I put them on and sat arms folded waiting to take to the pitch. There was a few nudges and smirks between teammates and eventually laughter. So he nice says, one. Kept a clean sheet, 1-1-0. One, one, Ice broken, says Beautiful. Steve. So that's the way to do it. So the good and bad of uh, those first impressions when you linked up with a new 
Club. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hi, I'm Elry Hanley, and you're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Show on Talk Sport. They were quite random, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, they are. We just, they'd come on as a guest, and the producers would say, Well, why are you there, Ellery? Would you mind just saying this, and we'll play it at the, into the breaks you on the show? You did them all together, didn't you? You got Seal, Hanley, and Tarantino. It was the first the, time they, they, they came on. They, they got on quite well. They did, I think they, they, I think they yeah. still meet up now and again. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Hello there, I'm Jude Law, and you're listening to Hawksby and Jacobs on Talk Sport. I think he was reading that. <laughs> I think he just another junket job that was. Very Might have been Alfie when the, he brought out Alfie. Very exciting for Jude. I don't think Jude Law has ever has ever talked up a show that was just about to do such a pioneering quiz. Oh, okay. Well, you got a new quiz. You've got a brand new quiz. You Go ready on, to play, Paul? I'll play along. Yeah. All right, it's time for this. This is your bell. Absolutely welcome to This Is Your Bell. And you may remember yesterday, uh, Matt Dawson's doorbell rang yeah. during the show. Then we had a wonderfully did exciting... Did you put that jingle together? Uh, yeah, it's good, isn't okay. it? Um, it, it uh, we had a lovely discussion about your doorbell. Well, uh, you, and, yeah. yeah. And you well, gave me that I, look, which is... I didn't want to. You, I didn't want to talk about you, it. You, you gave me that look, the look which is, you do realise we're on air, yeah. don't you? So anyway, I devised a competition for you Paul called this is your bell and and I will play for you I've been in touch with some talksport presenters mm. Paul and you're going to hear the doorbell of a talksport presenter and then you'll get a selection this <laughs> is the effort you've put in this I'm quite impressed <laughs> selection of uh, I'll give you a multiple choice okay. to give you a chance and it's just to see how well if you can work out from a doorbell yeah who could live behind a bell like this? That's perfect. Okay, I like so here it. we go. Here is, here is doorbell number one. Classic ring, of so course. So there we are. Uh, uh, it was a sort of ding, ding, dong. It's sort of like a PC, you know, sort of logging it's, into it's, a PC. It's a ring doorbell. It is a ring doorbell. Yeah. Uh, who lives behind a bell like that? It, is that Darren Bent's doorbell, Adrian Durham's doorbell, or Natalie Sawyer? Do you want to hear it one more time? Uh, I'm, I'm familiar with it. I, I don't have one myself. <laughs> there we are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, who's got a ring doorbell? What a lot of people. Mm, they I mean, do, don't they? Yeah. Ubiquitous, really, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I'll go with Natalie. Okay. Uh, let's have a listen. Hello, this is Darren Bent, and this is my doorbell. <laughs> there we are. That was Darren Bent. That was Darren Bent's would doorbell. You, would you like another question? I would. Okay, yeah. here we go. Who lives behind a bell like this? There we are. Do you want that one more oh, time? I certainly do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slightly rattled. Is it not working? Is there something wrong with it? Is it maybe it sounds like somebody's got their hand over the dinger? No. Okay. Anyway, is that is that Jamie O'Hara, mm-hmm. Ali McCoist, or Andy Goldstein? Would you like to hear it one more time? Yeah, go okay? on, I would. Oh, here I would. we go. It sounds like something David Attenborough was saying. The uh, frog. Yeah. It's, it sounds like, doesn't it? It sounds like something you'd hear. It's it like almost sounds like a broken doorbell. <laughs> but it isn't. Elton says, surely Graham Bell should be doing this yeah. segment. John um, says, you should have used my doorbell by the white stripes as a jingle. We, I thought of that, but then we went with... Uh, this is this your is, bell. Is um, O'Hara McCoist Goldstein. Uh, I'd say it's Coisty's doorbell. Okay, let's have a listen. Hi, my name is Ali McCoist. Yeah. And this is my doorbell. Bit different, bit, bit yeah. quirky. I told quirky. you it's not working properly. It's he, he broken, Ali. That's why it sounds he, like that. He did say I don't have a very good doorbell. You know, he was he was he was sort of quite um, he was quite defensive. Yeah. about the doorbell. Do you want one more? One more? Yeah, go on then. I would. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who lives behind a bell like this? 
That's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. The variety of bells. <laughs> the variety, variety of bells at TalkSport is quite extraordinary. Would you yeah. like... It sounds like, you know, the life support machine has just stopped. Beep, beep. And then it goes... One more time. It, it, it sounds like somebody reversing. <laughs> there we are. Is that hmm. Laura Woods, Jason Cundy, or Jim White? It's lives a behind a bell question. like this. It's a good question. Mm. Um, I'd say Jason. I think that might be Jason's doorbell. Um, uh, there we are. Here we go. Hello. Ooh. I'm Laura Woods, and this is my doorbell. <laughs> Paddy says TV going to be all over the doorbell they game. Are. Keith Lemon hosting. Do you want one more? One more. Oh, you, you got, got one more. You got four of got them. Four. Yeah. God, you were busy last Absolutely. night. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, okay. Who, What's a, who, who said no? I'm not doing it. <laughs> Can you tell us? <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay. Who lives behind a bell like this? I like that. Uh, That's clever. Who? Someone, who's, who's, someone with a bit of a yeah quirky sense of humour. Give us the choices. Darren Goff, mm. Charlie Baker, or Tony Cascarino? Who lives behind a knocker like this? Uh, so was it a bell? Well, he hasn't got a bell. Uh, that, okay, it's no um, no bell. I know Charlie. Charlie's gaff is quite old school, isn't mm-hmm. it? And I maybe he doesn't have a bell. I'm going Charlie. Hello, this is Charlie Baker, yeah. and this. Is my knocker. <laughs> my knocker. There we are. Uh, there we are. Do you want the best conversation I had on this? Was yeah. uh, uh, Jamie, Jamie O'Hara, do me a mm. favour. Can you record yourself saying, hello, this is Jamie O'Hara, and this is my doorbell, then ring your doorbell for this afternoon's show. I then forwarded him Darren Bentz because it was, you know, yeah. this is just, just like to this. give him some sort of... I don't have a doorbell. Lol. It fell off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's, there's work to... I mean, there's a new one to fit at Jamie's place. There's one to fix at Ali's. Laura also wants to get in... She's been thinking about getting a new doorbell, mm. so when it, she does get a new one, we'll play again. Because at the moment, it just... It sounds like a it's... cry for help, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, it's she, a bit of an odd sounding thing. She actually says it, it makes me angry every time it rings. Yeah. yeah. I it stresses her lot, out. It's a lot of 40 bells among yeah. the talk sports. So anyway, that was This Is My Bell. Did you have a nice time? I did. I mean, yeah. I, don't know if it, I don't know if we can do it again. You'd run oh, out of presenters eventually. Who knows? Maybe we could get Quentin Tarantino and uh, Ellery Hanley to do theirs. Close personal friends along with Jude Law. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hi, I'm Usain Bolt. You're listening to Hawksby and Jacobs on Talk Sports. These are really impressive. See? All these people were lining up to say this kind of stuff. But we ditched them. We realised. I don't know. I mean, it was an executive decision. They're a bit self-indulgent. They, I like, they I don't are like, a bit. I mean, look, they and you know, I don't like self-indulgent. No, radio. no. I, as, we, as you prove with this is your bell. Um, but yeah, it wasn't our idea to do it in the first place. And when they went, well, you know, we just one of those things. We, just, we all um, moved on. But I'm just uh, handing we'll some a few uh, more. handing some cookies out to the uh, office. I oh, gave yeah. one to one of the bosses. Yeah. Very much enjoyed. This is your bell. He thinks, he thinks it could be a standalone he's, show. He says it's very good radio. Is that what you, what you're trying to get it away from this show? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> I think it could I have a it's life. So it good. could have a life. It's, it's almost, we're almost too small for yeah, an idea okay. that good. I understand, I understand. Yeah. That's very polite of you, Paul. It's a polite way of saying you, you don't want to do it again. So, um, we should talk um, qualifiers yes. uh, this evening, shouldn't we? And well, what a corker. Italy versus Northern Ireland. You're going to be in a World Cup. You might as well play yeah, against a team not? that have won the thing. Absolutely. Uh, Warren Feeney joins us uh, now, former Northern Ireland striker. These days managing over in Bulgaria. Warren, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Well, start of good evening here. Oh. Good evening here. 
Good evening to you. Good evening, Warren. Yeah. So, have you, in your in your Northern Ireland days, did you take on the, the what was it? What was it like when you kind of came up against the sort of the giants of of European um, and world football? You know what? We, we played at least twice, and the beaters in one and withdrew with them in the other. But the one thing we had in our changing room, um, we didn't care who we played against. We we had a fantastic team spirit, and we knew that, you know, uh, we'll go about the business the way we go about it. And, and it was funny, I was talking about it the other day. I remember Wayne Rooney as a kid when we beat England. Mm. And um, after 10, about 10, 15 minutes, David Beckham said something to him and Rooney went back at him. And then we thought to ourselves, hold on a minute, we've got these ones here. And, uh, <laughs> Very good. You know, we, you... uh, we could sense it, you know. Yeah. And, uh, that's the one thing I must say with Northern Ireland. We didn't care who we played against. It was 11 v 11 deals. Oh, did Warren tell me because this is that's when that happens in in you know pub football mm. and you go look they're even arguing with each other. Yeah. you didn't yell. They don't want it. Did you? Did you? Did you think <laughs> about saying that Warren? They, they don't, don't want it. See it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what we did. We've seen that. We're going, obviously Rooney at Wayne had broke onto the scene, and you know you've obviously David and some fantastic world class players. But we thought, hold on a minute, these things are rattled here. So. uh Give us that extra drive to um, to push on, you know, and and we got a we got a nice result at the end of it. Who was the best centre back, you know, when you were playing these games where you just like you just didn't get a kick? Well, you know what? It's funny you say that because I've played against some at top, and I was a twenty year old Fernando here, or took off his his shirt, gave mm. me a kiss in both cheeks, <laughs> uh, and he was what five times a league winner, three times Champions League, but the hardest, the hardest. Was the boy Colini of Juventus Italy? Okay, oh, lady. Yeah. If if you went to the toilet, he'd have kicked you to the toilet before you walked there. <laughs> believe me. Um, he he was a proper defender, a proper defender. Yeah. But was it a kind of friendly handshake at the end, or and lovely to play against you, or what was his attitude when it was all over? Well, no, a hundred percent. The only the only one he, he, he was brilliant. The only one who probably didn't was the we played Portugal and then actually scored that day we drew 1-1 mm. was Carvalho at Chelsea he didn't want to do anything and um, didn't want to shake hands didn't want to swap shirts and the funny thing was after the after the game um, we went, went to typical Northern Ireland went in to have a few drinks in the nightclub and oh who was in the nightclub Carvalho and a few of the Portuguese so a few words were said that night believe me <laughs> when they, when they, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you let him know. You know so, uh, he was the only one. He was the only one, really. But all the rest was for ninety minutes. You know, you were enemies. But after that, we uh, we shook hands. Not you know. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Hi, I'm Jimmy Carr, and you're listening to Hawksby and Jacobs on Talksport. Here we are. Just adding to the list of uh, those people who did IDENTS about 10 years ago. We'll just scatter them around. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Yo, what's popping? I'm Ron Ricketts and you're listening to Hawksby and Jacobs on TalkSport. Let's go! There we are, Ron Ricketts. All your Spurs and Wolves. Yeah, I thought, said Ron, I thought it said Ron Ricketts. <laughs> what's popping? What's popping? Uh, anyway, just some of the trails. We'll bring you a couple more for the end of the show. We dug them out the archives. And Andy's been listening to those. Brought back some memories. <laughs> yeah. What's popping, Andy? What's popping, what's Andy? popping, Jeff? Well, what's popping, uh, 10 quality gags. I can't believe <laughs> yeah. every week I come on and do this. But for me, it's all about the competition. It is. It's all about 12 in a row. Can it be done? 
got a feeling. I've got a, I've had a little side bet on Max this week. I've got a feeling he might just do it. Richard says, getting excited for the first leg of my betting double about to start. Rushton and San Marino, he says. <laughs> <laughs> Richard. Just to let you know that Switzerland have gone 1-0 up in that under-21 game against oh, uh, England. Yeah, a little deflection. Looped over uh, looped over the keeper, over Aaron Ramsdale. Anyway, we move on. Um, Jeff Peters is our scorer. Good afternoon, Jeff. Uh, good afternoon, lads. Is it going to be Roger Norrington and Anthony Kenny? Is it going to be another one of those moments for Max? Or can he make it? <laughs> we'll the f- first win. It's a, let's find out. Roger yes, sir. Norrington. Ten birthdays <laughs> are coming up. twice. <laughs> we, we, we have to guess how old these people are. It's pretty do, straightforward. Yeah. Myself, we Matthew, say it's straightforward. Paul. And there's a small margin of error that builds how many years out we are. The, the cumulative years out, <clears> the, the lowest total, is the winner. Play along. Enjoy yourselves. Knock yourselves out. Um, here's Pele. And Max, as always, a loser kicks off okay, from yeah, the fine. last week. Come on, Max, you can do this. What's worrying, says this text, at the rate you're going, you'll be matching Sunderland for the most consecutive defeats <laughs> in one season. 20, 2002, 3 and 2005, 6. Here we go. Here we go. Birthday spread till I die. Yes. <laughs> anyway, it's uh, Shaka Khan, the great singer, oh, Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. And yeah, yeah. Uh, Shaka wanted to take up women's cricket, so she arranged to have bowling lessons with Murali. She's now known as Chaka Khan. Oh, OK. <laughs> no more. <laughs> I find the ICC looked at that action. Shaka Khan is not a good start for me. Why is that? Because I just don't know how old she is. Oh, okay. Well, that's the whole point of the game. That doesn't bode well, does it? I'm every woman. That was a big one for him. I'll go 73. I feel for you. That's a pretty good... I wouldn't have gone a million patronise me at this stage of the game. I'm not patronising. I think it's a good shout. That was the name of one of her tracks, not I feel for you. I feel sorry for you. For goodness sake. No, I I feel for you. That, yeah, so I'm, I'm with yeah, you there. Exactly. Don't patronise me was one of her greatest B-sides, yeah. though. Um, it was. What a great track. Uh, are you doing that, Jeff? Or are you just playing that? <laughs> well, that's a very good impression of the song. Um, I'd go she's uh, 70, 70, um, 75. I think you, you were pretty close. Okay. What was it? Uh, a bit younger. She's 68. Sorry, Shaka, if you're Sorry, listening. Shaka, what are the chances? Yeah. Hi, this is Shaka Khan. You're listening to Hawksby and Jacobs on. So we haven't got one of those. OK, oh, what's no. the score? Take it into the corner now, Max. Come on. Uh, so, Max 5, Paul 7. Max takes an early lead. OK, 7-5. Beautiful. OK. OK, uh, number two. Birthday number two. It's the great singer Roger Whittaker. Roger Whittaker. Yeah. And who can forget Roger's worldwide hit about the time he fled Peterborough for good? <laughs> I'm going to leave old Durham's town. Nice. Thank Look you. at that. Yes, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. A man, Roger. A man who brought whistling into the mainstream. Yeah, I mean, it means nothing to me. Means God, he's got to be getting on, Roger. Roger. He's got to be getting on. Oh, Roger. Roger. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, oh, you must be about 85. We're doing this just for ourselves. 85. Um, what um, do you think, Max? I... I, I mean, Roger Whittaker, I mean, I, 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 I presumed he was one of the show-jumping family. I'll go, what did you say, 85? 86. Oh. <laughs> He's 85. Oh, okay. Oh, tremendous. You can't, literally, you're witnessing greatness. This is, no one can play like this. It's extraordinary. What's the score? Uh, well, p- direct hit for Paul. Max, one out, playing very cleverly there. It's Paul, seven. Max, six. Oh, thank you, Jeff. Okay, right, here we go, number three, Max. OK, it's the uh, Sheffield Wednesday assistant coach and former player, Lee Bullen. <laughs> right, and, a uh, fan of the birthday spread. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Like me, Lee's a huge fan, not only of the birthday spread, but the great pottery throwdown. Mm. And after the last series, I <clears> took him <throat> to the store where they sell off all the porcelain they make during the series. I wish I hadn't bothered, really. He tripped up and destroyed everything. He was like a bull in a china <laughs> shop. Oh. <laughs> 
Thank oh. you. Blimey. How old is Lee Bullen? Yeah. Not a question you thought you'd have to no, answer the day. No, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> 47. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have said far off of that. 45. Okay, uh, Jeff, how old is Lee? Loving the show as always. This week, hi everyone, this is Lee Bullen. Loving the show as always. <laughs> This week, I will be 50 years old. Oh, OK. He does repeat himself a bit. I've never been in a china shop. Oh, oh really <laughs> good. I'm sorry wow. we crashed it, Jeff. You've put the work in there. Thank you for making that happen. We should hear that again. What that <laughs> he said it four times. Yeah. <laughs> He's never been in a china shop. I say, what's the scores? Uh, well, Paul is five out, Max is three out, so Max is on nine and Paul is on 12. OK, brilliant. All right, three then. OK, yeah, first. it's the... Uh, it's a happy birthday to the fine actor Bruce Willis. Oh, Bruce Willis, Willis. yeah. I haven't seen much of him lately, but his comeback film is very exciting. He plays an extremely tough Welsh rugby forward in hmm. Die Hard. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, that's the best you've done. You like it, Max. Really, I think Max is a bit hysterical. He, he really laughed out loud. I think being three in the lead's got to him. Um, what's Bruce? He's got to be uh, 60... He's, I think he's in the Chaka Khan envelope. Um, 60... Clickety-click 66, I'm going. What do you think? Well, I hope Jeff's got Bruce to announce it, mm. much like Lee Bullen. <laughs> Hello, this is Bruce Willis. I think he might be a bit older. Yeah. I go 69. He says 66. Oh, what did you say? Oh, did I say 66? I did, didn't I? Oh, I did say no. six. Clickety click. Okay. Yeah, yes. We're level. What's that down to the scores? Well, Another Paul. direct hit for Paul. <laughs> uh, Max is three out. Uh, it's 12 <laughs> all, and Lee Bullen has text <sighs> okay. to say he enjoyed that. Oh, good. good Bruce, Bruce, thank you for doing it. Bruce been in touch? Uh, or not? Bruce has <laughs> just messaged. Oh, He's busy. He's moonlighting. <laughs> oh, oh dear. Happy and birthday. Lee just sent another text as well, saying exactly the same thing as the Well, no, half of it, and then repeating some of it again. <laughs> keep, keep broadcasting. Still yes, nil-nil. Still nil-nil. Come on. And we're coming up to the halfway point. And yes. It's the actress from Fatal Attraction, Glenn Close. Oh, yeah, Glenn Close. Glenn Close. I'll never forget the day when we were working together on Fatal Attraction and a large metal beam collapsed and struck her full square right on her bonce. Of course, like all the Close family, she just carried on as if nothing had happened. So Brian Close game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, in I case it. you don't like cricket, it's Brian Close. <laughs> I thought there might have been a close but no cigar <laughs> joke on that. Right. Well, okay. no, I'm... Glenn Close. I like the cricket angle myself. Yeah, yeah it was a good angle. What is Glenn Andy Close? Wilson. What about... <laughs> I just don't know Glenn Close. I mean, I know of Glenn Close. Yeah. I just don't know how old she is, and that's a, part, a tricky part of the game. Yeah, what do you reckon? 72. Oh, I think she might be a bit, I don't know, a bit younger than that. 68. Ooh, Max is 74. Oh, Glenn. Ooh. So Paul <clears throat> is six out, Max is two out. Mm. It's Paul 18, yeah. Max 14. Okay. Paul, you haven't been in the lead in this game so far after five. Okay. All right, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Going to make the comeback all the better. Here we, here we go, then. OK, uh, happy birthday to the film director and screenwriter of Amour. I never heard of it in 2012. Michael Haneke. Michael oh, wow. Haneke. I should know, because I always like to test him <laughs> on his whereabouts. Yes, I like to challenge Haneke, <laughs> as Goffey might say. Um, wow, I don't, I don't really know. Do you know you're familiar with his work? Not saying. This could be a winner. This could be a winner for you. Um, 60, I'm going to go. 61. 
he's 79. Ooh, okay, oh, okay. So imagine. Me. Just yeah. imagine. So what's that done? I didn't have a clue. No, no, did I. Uh, so Paul is 19 out. That mm. takes him to 37. Yep. And Max is 18 out. Plus 14. Yeah. So he's I on got, 32. Only, only so there's five in it. Five in it. Okay. And you're next, <laughs> Max. You're first. Yeah. Okay. Uh... Okay. It's um, <laughs> the great baritone, Benjamin Luxon. Oh. Benjamin Luxon. He's just started his own radio station with Henning Berg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. Really that's good. good. Yeah, what do you think? It's so good it didn't need a punchline. Yeah. Benjamin Luxon <laughs> is not a clue. Uh, you got Google, you got a clue. I don't what, know your not, I I'll just I open my folder of baritones I know, and Benjamin Luxon is not in it. Yeah. I'm going to go. Benjamin Luxon is 68. I'm going to take a chance here to try and get back in the game. I'm going to go 76. He's 84. Oh. <laughs> so what's that done to the scores, Jeff? Uh, it is Paul 45, mm. Max 48. So Paul is in the lead by three. Okay. <sighs> And uh, oh, I'm I'm going Benjamin first next. Luxon. Damn first. Benjamin Luxon. People should know that on the WhatsApp group, then people send photos of the person that I got totally wrong. <laughs> just to troll me through the evening. Here we go. I've got then. Benjamin Luxon coming around to your house. Yeah, I bet you have. For dinner. He's just okay. sent me. He's just sent me. Sing a me Crimea River. Yeah. Here we go. Anyway. Okay. Uh, hold on. Sorry. Let me. F- Phone's going there. There we go. Just got rid of that. Okay, it's the uh, it's a very happy birthday to I don't really know the Prime Minister of Italy, Mario Monti. Mario, oh, Mario Monti. Monti, yeah. And when he was Prime Minister, he claimed to introduce a different policy every day of the year. But Shane Warne said he introduced that Monti introduced the same policy 365 times. I got there in the end. <laughs> it's all cr- it's all cricket satire, in case you're wondering. <laughs> if you don't like cricket, this isn't for you. you. It, yeah, um, 58. I think that's pretty good for Mario Monti. Um, 54. He's 78. Oh, oh wow. He's an old Prime thanks. Minister. Wow, what's you that bloody done? Bloody idiot. No, what's that done <laughs> the scores? OK, well, Paul is 20 out yeah. and Max is 24 out. So Paul is on 65 mm. and Max is trailing by seven on seven. 72. Seven out. Yeah, two, two, both two of us, both of us, ones to come. Both of yeah. us playing quite badly, I must yeah, say, today. Yeah. So anyway, it's not a classic. It's not a great it? game. It's a poor game. OK, a happy birthday to the chairman of Associated British Foods and the Grosvenor Group, Michael McClintock. Michael oh, yeah. McClintock. When I was with the company, I had to deliver some home truths to him. I said, let's be Frank McClintock. Oh, there we are. Beautiful. <laughs> what um, do you think? Michael McClintock is 74. I'm going to go 80. Oh, he's 60. Ooh. Oh, wow. Cat amongst the pigeons. So, what's that done, Jeff? As we go into the last one, and I'm, I'm, ah, you're going first. I'm going first. So, right. Yeah. So, uh, so Michael McClintock. So you've won, it, haven't you? You've no, been, no, okay, no. Okay. You could get it right, can you? Oh, I could get it right. Yeah, yeah. But or I could go the wrong way. Yes, that's no, true. I'm still behind. I think. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Go on, well, then. it is. Uh, so Paul is. Uh, hang on, let me try and work really this out. Did you, say, right, did you say eighty? Paul? I said eighty. Yeah. Right, okay, so you are 14. Now, I'm going to have to just quickly scribble this. I know I had one job. Um, So, so (laughs) more bits from Lee Bullen. (laughs) (laughs) Lee Bullen could entertain us in your absence. (laughs) What does Lee think about this pregnant pause? So, so Paul is uh, 14 out. Yeah. yeah. And Max is 8 out. Mm. So, Paul moves on to 79. Yeah. And Max moves on to 80. 
So there's one oh, in it. One in it. It's it's never been closer. <laughs> wow, okay. what a finish. So it's me. Sensational. Take it away, Andy. Okay. So it's the baritone. I've got no other information about him. The baritone, Alan Opie. Alan Opie. And uh, he's uh, producing a remake of Star Wars with the Manchester United right back, where he turns out to be the father of their left back. Yeah. Opie Wan Basaka. <laughs> oh, I'm your father, Luke Shaw. Thank oh, you. Blimey. Oh, wow. Manchester United. Really torturous there. <laughs> Alan Opie, the it's baritone. I like it. Um, I'm going to go 70. I'm going to go 72. <laughs> He's 76. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, the spell has been broken. So, Paul... Paul Drink it in! Paul, 85. <laughs> Max, 84. And... It is, George. It's a miracle. Oh, it's a miracle. What a game. What a game. Oh. It's great. We'll find out now that Jeff got the numbers wrong on Michael McClintock, <laughs> won't they, or whatever it was. <laughs> it be something like oh, Lee, that. Lee Bullen said, did I say I was 50? I'm actually 40. <laughs> <laughs> so well done, Max. Congratulations. Thank you very much. It was a, it's 11-1. Oh, nice. wow. I'm, I'm pleased, though, because I lost in a very low quality game. Oh, I see. So I feel, just I take feel, the edge off. I feel you can, <laughs> like I feel Ricardo <laughs> Carvalho there, aren't you? You can't just accept <laughs> the result. Lee, Lee, Bullen, <laughs> Lee Bullen has texted in. He yeah. said, no way. Paul has had a shocker. Yeah, he, he has. has. He, he has. The, pe- out. the people have spoken. Barca Jim sends Benjamin Luxon's <laughs> Uber. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Barca Jim writes, yes. <laughs> Hashtag scenes. Here we are. I just reversed the open top bus back in the garage, says Shem. There we go. Well done, the Come on at last. I've never seen him so happy oh, and it's, he looks quite so the relief well, well, i have to present you with these sheets of, that i've got in front of me i was wondering okay uh, is that what you get weird. for winning i'm glad i hadn't won for 11 bit, weeks that's a bit weird i don't want your sheets i don't want 11 sets of sheets the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast well there we are that was this afternoon's show and does that mean you're going to go on a run now max no, you no, feel I, you feel confident it's important do you think a spell is broken you have to get over that first win yeah. It's like winning Tottenham, I mean, winning the, the first the trophy. Is, the thing is, like, we're recording this literally just seconds after yeah. the birthday spread. I can in, see you're, in you're, that ad break. You're so, you can't stop I'm smiling. <laughs> you can't stop it, smiling. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I was tearing up. Biggest grin. <laughs> Biggest grin I've ever seen. Anyway, that's it. Um, Max, you're, you're back at the weekend with yeah, Charlie. Yeah, uh, 10 o'clock on Saturday. Fantastic. And uh, with uh, Barry on Sunday. Midday on Sunday. Midday on Sunday. And with me next Tuesday. Marvelous. Yes. Marvelous. And Andy returns tomorrow. Clips of the week and all that. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 